Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to an under the weather edition of the Alex <laughs> of the Running Hooks Basketball Power Hour. Not going to redo that one. Or this is the take we're going with, folks. Almost went with the old name. That's that's kind of energy I'm on today. Thankfully, my co-host, Katie Hall, has, it sounds way better than me and has more energy than me, which will be great because he's going to be the one ripping me to shreds. JD, how are we doing today, brother? Man, I'm great, man. Blessed. So, you know. I love to hear it. So, um, JD, it's we're finally here, man. We got through our top 75. We're onto our top, tw- onto my top 25. You know, I know you're excited to see just who I have Kawhi Leonard behind and who you're going to rip me for having him behind. I know you're, I know you're excited to see, I know you, maybe I know you've seen some of these lists where, where they is had he, Is he higher than what the, what ESPN had? Oh, that was play. That was flat out disrespectful. That like was. They had on 12. They, and tell me this, tell me this. Is Jimmy 17th? Oh, that was even worse. Oh, ESPN's list was dog shit. There, there's no. And they, where they have Paul George? I don't even remember. Their list was terrible. It was no, absolutely. Paul George terrible. wasn't wasn't where I would have placed him either. Listen, all I know is is that this list is going to be much more coherent. JD's not going to probably agree with the exact placements. But one thing I found is that you've agreed with a lot, a lot of the ranges for some of the guys. You haven't agreed with some of them. Like there's a big man in Phoenix, a big man in Utah or who was in Utah, a big man, you know, but for the most part, I've gotten you to see my vision. So well, with that note, let's start with a big man. Let's start with a guard who was at number 25. Let's start with a guard who stayed Third year, 2019 draft, number five pick. I'm going with you, a guy you played against, Darius Garland. JD, is this an okay range for Mr. Darius Garland? Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. PG was 15. Yeah, I'm with it. I mean, I have PG high. I have PG and Jimmy higher than um, ESPN did. I'll just say that, but. Like my case for Darius Garland is that what he did on offense last year was honestly like insane for a third year player. Insane. There's no third year guy should be able to do what he did. I mean, Trey Young did it in 2021. I don't even like honestly, Ja was great in last year. I don't think you could say Ja carried the Grizzlies the way. Garland carried the Cavs last year. I think Jaws a better player, which is why Garland's here. And Jaws obviously closer to 10. But JD, I think what Garland did last year, he's not going to have to do it again this year. But the fact that he did it makes me, and we talked about this when we talked about the Mitchell trade, it makes me feel so much better about like where they're going this year and the future. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I can't disagree with, uh, where you put him, I I do think that a huge part of Memphis' success was on the back of Ja. I'm not gonna sit here and say Garland did more, just for the simple fact 
Ja was so great, MVP candidate. You know what I'm saying? And what was they uh, second in the West? But, but JD, here's here's my thing. He had the, the better team. I'm just saying at the same time, if you switch places for them, I think Cleveland would have been better than Memphis. So do you remember last episode when I compared Desmond Bain to Clay Thompson? I'm not saying Darius Garland is Steph Curry because that's ridiculous. There's not going to be another uh, Steph Curry, but I'm saying please, he's going to be the please though. He, he like he's going to be closer than Dame was. He's going to be closer than Trey will be. I think he's going to be like I think he's going to be that dude. We he's going to be that dude who can like you don't see that kind of guy who can create that kind of impact at such a young age. We kind of. In Curry's first couple seasons, JD, we didn't see it as much because of the injuries. And I think we're getting a chance to appreciate what it would have looked like if you gave Curry a decent supporting cast his first couple of years. Because remember, his first couple of years, his his supporting cast and was... The, and the injuries. Yeah. They get overshadowed because of the injuries mm-hmm. so much. And then 2013, what happens? He becomes a god his fourth year. But then, you know, he's still like with all the injuries, he signs that tiny ass contract and then mm-hmm. they get KD. We, I, you don't need the Steph Curry backstory, but I I feel like Garland, we're seeing a guy at a similar level of impact. Only he has teammates who are equal to his level, which is crazy. And we might see. I, I don't know. I'm just really high on the Cavs future enough. I, I can't talk because we need to get you involved. JD, I think you're going to love this one. Number 24, I have Anthony Edwards. Hey, I my God. Are just right for Anthony Edwards. Man. That's tough. That's tough. Oh, I want to say something, but I, don't, I think it's too early. Oh, I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it. Uh, he, it was his second Damn. year. It was his second I, year. I, I know, I know. It's only was his second year. But I want to say something. I feel like, oh, people would hate me if I said it. Put it off your chest. I gotta, I gotta say it. By next, by next year, give me an book. That's how. That's the path I see him on. And over who you cut out a little bit for me. And after I say not just this season, but about round that season, give me Anthony Edwards over Devin Booker. I can see it. No, I, listen. Like, like, it's, no lie. It's not crazy. I'm thinking right now, and I'm like, man, I kind of, I kind of. You know how I was about book coming into the NBA. I'm not a book guy no more though. But Ant, Ant then won me over. You know he bring everything I love, and he's becoming a better like he grew so much defensively. I was like, I kind of want to take him over book. I see why book ahead of him, but I ain't gonna lie. I'm kind. I kind of want. I want Ant over so. Well, it ain't no bad. It ain't no bad placement for right now, based off of last season. But <laughs> oh man, 
if we talk, talk about the playoffs, then sheesh. Sheesh. I, I see what you're saying. The future definitely give me Edwards probably top 10 next year. Honestly, it's not out. It's not crazy to say. I ain't gonna say top 10, top 15 you, though. You could see it though. The The point is you could see him being in the, the, these two guys. Yeah, definitely. I say within the next five years, both of them. So on to number 23, JD, I have Toronto's very own October's very own. Pascal Siakam. Is this a good range, too high, too low, or for Mr. Siakam? It's good. It's good. I think for sure top 30. Um, can't really complain about his spot. He's so versatile. And what he brings is one of those things that not just skill level, but he's one of those wiry, awkward guys that what he does is just you don't find often. So the fact that his skill level and what he can do is high, it makes you appreciate him a lot more. So right range. So, you know, that make, it makes me feel good when you say that. Number 22. This one I don't think you're going to like. What are your, um, I already don't like it. Who, who do you think I'm going to say? Just who do you think I'm going to say? I don't know. Who haven't I said yet that's He's an Eastern What's Conference, but okay, Eastern, Eastern Conference. Oh man, y'all think I hate this guy? Is his number twenty-two? You know it, Middleton. As <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that when I put him at twenty-two. It's funny enough, I, I don't hate Chris Middleton. Is this a good spot for Chris Middleton? Right range, but I take the last two over. Okay, that's fair. Well, no, yeah. no, no. You'll take Ant over and, him. Ant shared the spotlight, so give me Pascal over. Ant okay. shared the spotlight. Uh, give me Pascal. Okay, number twenty-one. Um, is a guy. You said his teammate was better than him last week. Is DeMar DeRozan, or not DeMar DeRozan, but you know who I'm talking about now. Number 21 is Zach Levine. Too high, too low, or just right? He in there. He, 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 he around the 19 to 22 spot. So I'll take it. So the reason why we talked about it a little bit, but we were a little pressed for time. On the last at the end of the last pod, we couldn't really discuss it. I wanted to talk about it with you now. The reason I had Zach over Demar, I think yes, your points about Demar are valid for those that you know for whatever reason this is the one you want to tune into. You don't want to listen to the fifty through twenty six pod, whatever you know, all power to you. Um, JD's reasoning was Demar, you know, was more consistent last year. Demar, you know, better score. He was the backbone, better playmaker. This is my reasoning, right? I think they're pretty. I think all things being equal, they're about the same defensive player. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. When that's the case, I will take the guy who can score at all three levels. And Zach Levine. But Zach don't get to the line. That's the problem. But 
okay, I, let's go through some guys I have ahead of him on this list that also do not get to the line. I have Jalen Brown does not get to the line. Amy he Lillard. should because he's a lot more physical. He should. Dame, Dame not, don't go to Kyrie. Dame not an aggressive driver. Kyrie deserved to get to the line ball. Um, Trey Young gets to the line a lot. Um, Devin yeah. Booker, like we talked about. Um, this guy, the chosen one, the kid from Akron, does he not gets, get to the. He gets to the line more than Zach. I mean, it's actually I, honestly. But I think he, he should a lot more though. He should a lot. He's LeBron. He should get to the free throw yeah. line. There's no excuse for him. I mean, I understand why. Last year, okay. Here's the question: How many free throw attempts a game do you think LeBron had last year? Without knowing, oh, seven, six, six a game, even. How many do you think? Zach I was had? about to say six at first, but I, I, I didn't want to. How I know he six? shot more threes, but I was like, I just can't go that low. Um, how many? How many do you think Zach had? About six point three, five point six. So they were pretty much identical. Zach played more games than LeBron. Um is a way better shooter than LeBron. I mean, obviously we know what LeBron has on Zach, but, and I'm not comparing the two, but the point is, you know, yeah, a, a lot of the guys, I don't value free throw line as much if you can put the ball in the basket from all three levels. We've seen for three yeah, years Yeah, but now. it's important for playoff ball. It is, it is for sure. But what if you aren't getting the calls? We've seen the guys who, like we've seen James Harden over and over again, who rely on getting to the line. They dip in the playoffs. You need you need yeah. the balance for sure. Yeah. I will. I'm with you there, but see, like, it's the fact that the Rosen, the Rosen just can't not get to the line. He's just, you know, guys like him and Jimmy, they know how to get to the line because they go for the shot versus look for the contact. They go for the bucket with Zach. Zach don't get enough foul calls in my opinion anyway, but I think because how elusive he is in the air, they just don't think to, they don't plan on calling him because it's freaking Zach Levine, you know? Zach, he's an elite finisher though, too. That's the thing. Like he's an elite finisher. Like he's one of the best probably guard finishers in the league. So I, you know, I give that to him too. So, especially at the two spot. Especially at the two spot. So, I think, you know, we that we just see it differently, and that's okay. I don't think either of us are necessarily wrong. No, I get it, where you're coming from, so I'm down with it. And I get where you're coming from. So, I, you know, I don't like. I don't hate where you're coming from. I just, you know, I prefer Zach Levine. You prefer Demar Derozan, and that's, you know, that's okay. We're not. We don't. Have I to do see think Derozan had a better year than Pascal Siakam, so. Well, we agree there, but I think I'd rather have. So Pascal he should have been higher. I think Pascal Siakam's a better basketball player than Demar Derozan, but that's just he didn't me. show it last year. But all right, I take it. Agree, agree to agree to disagree. Bam Adebayo at number twenty, JD. Too high, too low, or just right? I love me some Bam Adebayo, man. Ah, oh, man, Bam is cold. Um, I, I I take it, I take it. Like it feels like he should be higher, 
Like it feels like the potential if, dictates he should be higher. If Bam just played more aggressive on offense, yes, defense. He's probably defense. He's an animal. He's the best defensive center in the league. I don't think. Yeah, like go one through five, great game to game basis, best defensive center in the league. But man, it's it's so frustrating because you know he could be, you know he could like he could yeah, be like self- animal offense. All he has to do is be Celtics KG. That's literally all he has to do, and he he doesn't even do that sometimes. It's infuriating because he he knows how great of a passer he is that he over passes. Yeah, like use a freaking athletic freak. Go dunk on them every chance you get. That's and he can shoot when he chooses to. That's a really good point you just brought up. Those guys have fallen in love with their own narratives. He definitely has fallen in love with the I'm Bam out of bio. I'm so much smarter than you. Like narrative, which he is really smart. I'm not going to dispute that, but man, you know, take some, take some 18 footers, Bam, you know, be like the rest of the league. It's not, there's no harm in taking them. Number 19, JD. Um, Second best player on the finals losers. We're going to go with Jalen Brown. Too high, too low, just right. At what number? 19? I'm with with that. Again, another guy feels like he could be higher, but man, it feels like he he was a dog in the finals, but almost also simultaneously feels like he got exposed a little bit. Don't got it. What? You, Draymond Green said on his podcast what I was saying on here after the finals games. Boston can't go left. And as soon as Draymond and the Warriors realized it, they dominated. And listen to the podcast. He said, man, I'm giving them their right hand. I'm going to force them left. Then he starts seeing them fumble the ball. He said, oh, we got them. And I've been, I said it the entire time. They can't go left. They uh, Donovan Mitchell would have been great for them this year. He would have. All the guys that can't go left. Oh, you're a funny guy, JD. Play in the classics. Oh man, I I can't wait for this season. This season's gonna be a hoot. Um, number number seven or number eighteen. I almost skipped a guy. Number eighteen. We have Logo Lillard, Dame, Dame Time. Too high, too low, or just right? I got to think everybody ahead. Well, we didn't see much of Dame this year, so I'm not going to complain wherever he fall. Yeah. You know he top 20, so I'll just let him have that. I had him in the top. I had him in the top 10 last year. I really, I was probably the only, one of the only people criticizing him after that Denver series because, man. Oh, you weren't the only one. You well, wasn't the only one. You I know, was, you're, you you are know correct. how I am. You are correct. I was not the only one criticizing him. You have been, I forgot, I'm talking to the leader of the Damian Lillard <laughs> get out of Portland train. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I'm the conductor, the orchestrator. I built the, the train and the railroad. All he got to do is board and we going anywhere. I will take him overseas if he needs to. He's getting out of here if it's up to me. I forgot. I forgot who I was talking to. But, you know, he 
he is a really talented player it, and he's a really talented point guard. He, but, you know, I was talking about this with Caleb. I think they remember like when Russ and Harden were always getting attacked for their defense and how they never tried on defense and how they always like, you know, just were lackadaisical on defense. Yeah. Dame does Russ, the same Russ shit. Russ is a smart defender. Russ is well, a smart defender. He just gambled too much and sometimes just stopped caring. Or he yeah. overplayed with Dane. Dane, depending on the matchup, when it was Westbrook, he 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 tried to defend him. But if it's a guy that, like, Dame is a competitor. If it's in a clutch and it's a one-on-one situation, Dame will try. But throughout the game, oh, yeah, you cooking him. But I, I feel like Dame, we never kept that same energy for Dame. And I just was always, I'm always curious. You have, but like nobody else has. And it's, it's always been weird. He's much bigger than Steph Curry as far as body wise. I think he's stronger than Steph. I'll say that. I think he's stronger than Steph. And Steph is a much better defender than him. All like, fair points. I don't even think it's close, to be honest. All fair points. So, JD, another guy. This stretch from 18 to 16 is guys who were really either hurt or um, did not get the vaccine last year. You'll figure out which one is which in a second. Um, number 17, Anthony Davis. Too high, too low, or just right for AD? It's too low based on what we know he can be. But, but it's, it's, it's accurate for what he showed. But okay, here's here's my question. Here's my question. When is what he can be? What he will we've seen. Yeah, he's really great. Here here's my here's my things with AD. Okay. Wait, hold on. Did we put cat over him? We did not put cat over him. Cat's at 26. I wanna put him I wanna put cat over him for this year. Wow. Would you so you would have had interesting? Okay, I would not. I still think 80s defense. Here, here's my thing with 80. Okay, tell me if I'm tell me if you think I'm wrong. Okay, I think 80 has been talked about like he's you know the second coming of like he's you know like he's of the past generation of power forwards, right? Like he's Duncan, like he's Dirk, AG, you know, that generation. I think he's probably this generation's Rashid Wallace, right? Where you throw him on a team, where you throw him in a, like an ensemble, right? In this case, you throw him with LeBron James. He's not your best player, but he's like your second best player. Rashid Wallace was easily, I don't think, like people say Ben Wallace was the Pistons' second best player in 2004. No. He wasn't. It was Rashid. It was Rashid easily. It was Rashid. And I don't think it's an insult to say that Anthony Davis is Rasheed Wallace. Anthony Davis should be the best player. That's the he's, problem. He's talented. He's talented enough to be Duncan. He's talented enough to be Dirk. He's talented enough to be KG. But there's just something there. This is my problem with AD is that there's something there preventing him from being those guys. And for that reason, I can't have him in the top 10. He's not like, that. he's not a top 10 guy that. to me because I can't have a guy in the top 10 who's has like top five potential, but is playing like a top 20 guy. And yeah, he's putting up top 10 stats, but then he can't dribble, you know, at all. Like all the top bigs now, like Embiid and Jokic, they can run a pick and roll. I can trust them to run a pick and roll. I can't trust AD to run a pick and roll. 
I can trust Bandra to pick and roll. I can't trust AD to run a pick and roll. So I personally do, but I mean, (laughs) I give you that. But I I don't know. What's the case? What's your the case for AD being higher? It's just like the glimpses of yeah. It's all dang if he did this every night. That's 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 all. I'm not feeding all the way into it because he's not doing it. So it is what it is. That's the nice way of JD admitting that I'm right. Um, number 16, Mr. No Jab Man himself, Kyrie Irving. Um, listen, there's a case to not even have him ranked in the top 30. Not for me. I don't care. Like, the vaccine shit was like limited to last year. <laughs> the, like, Toronto lifted the mandates. There's going to be no more. There's going to be no, like Canada lifted the vaccine mandate. There's going to be no more vaccine mandate. We don't have to say the words vaccine mandate when it comes to basketball ever again. Thank the Lord. So I can go back to talking about Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, and he's a fucking great one. (laughs) Like, and I thought he was the best guard on the Nets last year, even when Harden was, you know, fully healthy. I didn't really think it was close. And I think that. But I, I forgot to ask the question, JD. Too high, too low, or just right for Kyrie? It's just right because he didn't play the full season. Next season, I expect him to be a little bit higher. I mean, this probably, is what, he probably cracked top 10 next year. That's how good Kyrie Irving is. I had him, this is where I had him last year, I will say. Like, the league is really deep with talent. I, I like Kyrie, but I think there are limitations. And I think being top 15, top like 20, like where he is now is like being top 10, 10 years ago. Like, let me, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have Kyrie right now or prime Darren Williams? Kyrie. Would you rather have Kyrie right now or like prime Joe Johnson? Kyrie. Those are like guys who are like, make like at the bottom of the top 10. It like 10 years ago. So it's not the same conversation as it used to be. You know what I mean? Like it's a different conversation, like being yeah. the team. And so I reason to me, third best point guard in the league, based depending on if you got uh um Luca and LeBron that point guard. If you don't, third best point guard. Fair. It's fair. So, excuse me, number 15, I have probably the guy I'm highest on in the whole league, which is saying something because there's a lot of guys like that, but I think number 15 is probably my most irrational guy like this. Brandon Ingram, JD, too high, too low, or just right? I love B.I., but give me Kyrie. But outside of that, I'll take him. B.I. is a dog. I love B.I. What he did this season was just you, ins- insane. You know how I was talking about him versus Phoenix the entire time. He was the best player in that series. Easily. I mean, Booker was hurt. So it's not like, you know. I'm going to be real. Even when Book was on the floor. I mean, B.I. Yeah, was cold. B.I. Yeah, is cold. They're like, I'm not. And when. B.I. just don't shoot a lot of threes outside of that. B.I. is covering the game for you. 
he's and he's gotten better as a playmaker. Ooh. He's gotten better as a defender. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't that what we talked about the entire playoffs? His passes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's like he needs to do something with the head. That media day look wasn't cutting it. <laughs> yes, folks. We were we started recording these during the like you know throws of free agency, and now we're at media day. Um, to give you an idea of how long this project has gone on, this top 100 project. Um, yes, Brandon Ingram's hair is ginormous, like really long. He needs to put it. <laughs> he needs to do something with it. It's ridiculous. He got to stay embraced. He can't keep pulling that fro. He can't go. He can't go into the season looking like that. He's looking like you know Josh Childress. <laughs> I was gonna say Dr. J, but looking like he's coming out of the 70s. All he needs is a headband. And the, you know, the Stars and Stripes Nets uniforms, and he'll look like Dr. J. <laughs> um, anything else on Brandon Ingram? Mm-hmm. Man, I just am going to say this now. Pelicans, going to be scary next year. They're Tough going to be in the way. That's not that might even be low, man. We'll we'll talk about them. Yeah, I was preview. thinking about three, but we'll we'll talk about them when we preview the West, but they're gonna be scary. Number 14, I have Trey Young. Okay. Trey Young. Um, another guy I'm really high on. I'm probably higher on than I don't, I don't know. I don't think we've talked about this. Am I higher on Trey Young than you are? How do you like am, am I too high, too low, or just right on Trey Young? Um, I like Trey Young. I probably talk the most trash about Trey Young than anybody, but it's because of the comparisons. And because, and it's because, like, the thing with Trey, he gonna give you a double double. He he's that great, but it's like. The three for eleven nights in the playoffs can't take those. He was a no show to help DeAndre Hunter in the last game versus Miami. Granted, Miami played great defense, but Lowry or Jimmy Butler played that game. You are supposed to eat, you know. But outside of that, um, and not being able to shoot off screens, like running through a screen. And the defense, which he's already, like, not going to be able to be good at for everybody. But he doesn't attempt to play defense. Similar to that. That's going to have to change. But I really like what Atlanta did this summer. And and that's my main thing. Like, outside of that, can't say nothing bad about him. I love how he plays the offense for the most part. I just want him to become more of a threat without the ball. What you're saying is completely fair. I've always thought the Steph comparison was disingenuous because no one's again. We said I said this when I compared him to Darius Garland. Even you know my comparison wasn't Steph is there like Darius Garland is Steph. You said I was comparing the impact. No one is Steph. Not even Trey Young. Trey Young is Damian Lillard though. And I don't like. I think that's a pretty straight up comparison. Like they both came into the just league. Just a better pass. I I would say that's fair, and probably a worse defender. I don't think there's. Yeah, we can give Dame that. Like we've both bashed Dame a good amount on this show already. Um, 
and Dame's best, one of Dame's best moments did come off the ball, you know, to be, to be fair to him. I, I wonder what having DeJounte will do for Trey. I think it could work wonders. I just want to see how they implement them. The way they implement DeJounte will determine not only the house success, but Trey Young's potential going forward. Well, because you know that's shady. Like you, t- a point guard like Trey has had the ball in his hands his whole life. Mm-hmm. He has always been the one making decisions when to shoot, when to pass, and he's gonna have like a great supporting cast around him now. Like there's no excuses. Yeah. Like I think this team realistically should have a goal. We'll talk about this when we talk when we preview the Eastern Conference. But man, they should realistically think about getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like they have the talent. The East is kind of in disarray, you know, like kind of like how it was in 2021. (laughs) You know, who are the best like the where I don't really want to talk about this for every team. So like it, I think a lot of it comes back to Trey. They're all fair questions that you're asking, but I think you can hide Trey enough on defense. And we saw against like the unit now with that unit. Now you can't. Like Justin Holiday and DeJounte Murray, that's going to be one of the better wing pairings in the league. And on Hunter, defense. Can't forget DeAndre Hunter. Hunter, yeah, Hunter in the front court. I mean, hell, you have so many like combinations. You could start, you could trade John Collins and get don't away with John. You, I say don't trade John Collins because now you can run young and you can run fast and you can actually allow your shooters to have space. John Collins and DeJounte to have that lane and it's nothing scarier than and say Trey becomes a spot up shooter or a shooter that could catch off the run. A fast break with DeJounte leading. Collins coming down and you got Bodanovich or uh, uh, um, Hanna cutting to the wing. Gotta love it. It's a scary group. It's a scary group. In the interest of time, let's go ahead and move on to number 13, JD. It's a guy you brought up earlier as someone that Ant-Man could be better than as soon as this year. Devin Booker. Too high, too low, or just right. Give me Trey. Interesting. Why? I think he do more on offense. And I think I, I honestly that's that's my only reason. Because Book not a good defender either. But Booker is less of a bat. Like Booker, I can trust He brings more to defense, but then you can just say, Okay, Trey can give you twenty seven and ten and like and Book can give you twenty seven and five. I mean, we saw point book. It wasn't really good, but book has, you know, part of the joy of being on a bad team is that he has the point guard skills. You know, I think, yeah, he's been optimized playing this, you know, not spot up shooter, but you know what I mean? Like for lack of a better, for lack of a better, he's he's a shooting guard. Yeah. Like he's, he's playing Kobe type role, like for lack of a better way to phrase it, you know, like triple threat, Yeah, you know, like, elbow extended you know he's going to operate a lot in the mid-range you know like old school shooting guard not like you know Kevin Herter (laughs) to throw out a name like because I was thinking about the Hawks like Booker I I don't know I just am in love with the guy I'm in love like it's it's kind of like Mellow back in the day right I would I would always overrate Mellow 
because Melo could do a lot of the same stuff. Now, Melo. I don't think Melo could ever be overrated. Melo is that great. Melo had the advantage of being 6'8, 240 and being quick. Booker is really quick. Mello, he's not, you know, Melo size. So you got to give the advantage to Melo, but I, I still think Booker is an elite scorer. I don't think you can take that away from him. He, no, like, he, he is. He definitely is. I mean, you know how I felt about Book coming out of Kentucky. So, you know, he was always one of my guys. But honestly, uh, he's in the right range. It was just leaving off a tray and going to Book. I can say, mm, give me Trey. This is really tough because this range of young guards, you could all make it. You can make a case for all of them being top ten. And then another thing is. Trading them got their ass whooped by Miami, right? But we never thought that they could win. Phoenix was looked at as the favorites and got obliterated by Dallas in a closeout game. With Book on the floor. Now look, Trey Young is true. Had a terrible shoot night in game seven. Devin Booker had Chris Paul, who we know, former All-Star. Aiden, who people think is a top five center. I don't know why, but they do. And that's one guy on our network. You don't need to keep bringing him up. It's, it's not a consensus opinion anymore. I don't care. And listen, the fact that he was as terrible as he could be. <clears throat> Give me Trey. On his worst night, Trey could still do what Book give you on offense and more because he's a better pass. I'm just saying, you look at both of their closeout games and Trey, although his was terrible, it was better than Book's. And Book team got outscored by one man in the first quarter. And going into the second quarter, it was still one man battling them in points. Come on now. You're not wrong. With all the trash that Book talk, he, at the very least, you step up. You step up. If Luca is going to dominate my team, I got to dominate his. And this is going to sound very different. Um, <laughs> now, I'm the one with the voice and JD isn't. We um, had some some issues last week and we had to. <laughs> Thankfully, with the power of technology, we can we don't have to record this all at once. But um, if my voice sounds different than it did the last time and JD's voice sounds different as well, that is the reason why. But the last <laughs> the last guy we left off with was Devin Booker. Um, and now, JD, on to number 12, we have Grizzly Superstar, Point Guard, Legend. I don't know if Legend. He's a little premature to say Legend. John Morant. Too high, too low, just right for John Morant. Mm. It's kind of hard to say John haven't top, cracked the top 10, but it's so many... Elite guys. Five years um, ago, he's in the top ten, easy. Yeah, I, I, I'll take. Just, I'll take. He good right there. 
five years, man. Let's just talk about John real quick, okay? I had him like when I was doing the list throughout the year. I had him in the top ten, but I took Jimmy out of it. You know, Jimmy's always the one of the. I think Jimmy's probably the hardest guy to rank in the whole league, but that that's because the playoffs, man. He's a dog. The playoffs, he's a dog. So you'll see, he's he's obviously you could probably guess he's in the top ten because we only have one guy left in the top who's outside the top 10. I, Ja, he had, like, I need him to stay healthy for all 82. Granted, out of his two, out of his four years in the league, or this, out of his three years in the league, only one of those years has had, they've played all 82 games. But, I want to see him, JD, I don't think it's unfair to be like, hey, stay healthy. Stay healthy for all 82 for Ja. Is that unfair? Um, just a little bit because the way Ja play, he does play very fast. And for a guy like that, it's asking for like Westbrook-like um, durability during his MVP run. I mean, if we, okay, so the obvious comparison for me, like from a body type isn't it's not it's not russ for me i'm saying i'm saying like how hard he plays he he does play that hard but like and and asking for that like every other guy that we would compare like i know who you think are probably d rose just in terms of body yeah 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 and exactly d rose didn't play uh, when he first got in the league, he was pretty durable, but then obviously. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Ja kind of in, in that space now, well, I kind of expect for him to miss a couple games. I asked for 75, but before Lady 2, no. That's, you know, I, I should rephrase that. I don't ask anybody to play the full 82 because nobody does that. I want like 70. 70 games. See, I can ride with that. 70 is, but I think Ja will be in the top 10 probably, probably next year. I could see a couple of guys maybe falling out, but number 11, JD, um, I have one of your favorites, a guy on your, one of your favorite teams, um, <laughs> Paul George. I know you're going to contest the favorite team claim like as soon as that comes out of my mouth, but too high, too low, or just right for Paul George. They're not my favorite team. I said one of your favorite teams. Because of Kawhi. But anyway. Um, man. It's tough to go between him and Jimmy because lately Paul George has been playing with that mentality that I always wanted. <clears throat> but I just take it. I I I take it. That's that's fair, man. He had a rough year last year, but I don't. But he has top ten talent. I say that he has top ten talent. I don't think he's gonna make the top ten for me again. That's not his fault. Like again, look at the guys that are below him. You have Trey Young, who sky's the limit. Like you could easily see him cracking a top ten in the next couple of years. You have. And we were talking about could easily crack the top 10. You have so many young guys yeah. you, could, you could see in your mind. And it's not Paul George's fault. He's super talented. But 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't hold last year so much against the Clippers guys, which we're going to see when we get to my Kawhi spot. Um, I don't hold last year so much against them because, well, first of all, Paul George was like, what, a wrist injury last year? So, and it was a bone. When you break a bone, that's not like, you know, something I'm like too concerned about happening. Elbow, it was the elbow, I believe. But it was, I just remember he broke a bone. So yeah. that's not something like, you know, it's not a ligament, you know, it's not like D Rose with the, you know, with his knees, right. To bring it back to him. Yeah. We're always concerned something bad was going to happen. So now JD to the top 10. I'm, I'm curious. Let's, let's play a guessing game. Who do you think I have as my 10th ranked player in the NBA? We said so many guys, I kind of forget. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll, we'll narrow it down when we get to seven. How about that? Because that'll probably be easier. The, the names I know we haven't said for sure was... Hold on. Did we say Jason Tatum yet? We did not. That is number 10. We'll, we'll go on. Go, go on, name who else we haven't named. That's 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 literally who I thought. That's why I stopped right there. <laughs> Jason Tatum is number ten. Is this too high, too low, or just right for Jason Tatum? Okay, time to make people mad. Too high? Oh, this gonna be something that people won't agree with. But I wouldn't be me if I didn't say this. Oh no. Give me Paul George. You would not be you if you didn't say it. Okay. I'm Give just saying. Case. Give me the case. Do the same thing, PG, a better defender. I don't know about that. I'll, I see, this would be my thing. I think they do the same thing, but I think PG's a better offensive player. I take, I think, I think PG is better. Like, on the offensive end, I think PG, he, I don't think nothing he doing offensive end really bad, but I say a better defender because PG, when locked in, like people talk about the buzzer beaters or whatever, Paul George steals the ball a lot. And it's not the breaking lane steals, it's to actually bear up on the guy still. I think Tatum, Tatum produces misses. Paul George produces misses, but Tatum not taking it out your hands. So that's, which, what you're that, saying is they're... Thing. I think Paul George just forced more turnovers. What you're saying is they're both elite defenders. Yeah. And Paul George is just one better at stealing produces, it. Yeah, you got one that produces turnovers and one that don't. My thing is, I, I agree with you. I agree. I actually agree with that. My thing is with Tatum is that I feel like Tatum's size lends itself to like, you could do more crazy stuff with him on defense. Because but Tatum's just like bigger. Like Paul George is slender. Paul George is built more like a guard, like even for his height. Yeah, I agree. agree. Like Tatum has like Tatum's a big man. (laughs) You know, like He's he can definitely hold up. He held up playing the four basically the whole postseason, like even with Al Horford out there because they switched so much. And I don't think as much as I like Paul George, I don't think he could hold up playing the four like that. And I think 
your points are well taken. I think it's really close. <laughs> I prefer Tatum, but I don't think like this I is mean, one. I would if it's like just based off of youth. But if you asking me like right now, I still want PG. It's I, I think what I saw from PG without Kawhi has been better than anything I've seen Jason Tatum do. Now, here, here's my thing. OK, you want a real spicy take? If Ingram's defense was a little better, I think I'd have Ingram over both of them. Just because he's a better shot shot maker than both of them. He's as good of a distributor as both of them. I mean, the ball handling, I think Paul George has gotten really good at it. But I, I, think, I think Paul George the best ball handler at all. But Ingram is really close to Paul George. Like, I would say Tatum is nowhere close. Tatum's ball handling is by far, I think, the biggest weakness. Like even at, with Ingram's defense, I think Tatum's ball handling is the biggest. You know, you know what I say about them Boston boys? <laughs> I sure do. Outside I, of Malcolm Brogdon, all of them might as well stay going on the same way. I think Malcolm Brogdon's huge because he only goes left. <laughs> yeah, literally. So that's going to be a huge component for their team. Someone's going to finally take the left hand that's given to him. Oh, goodness. I, I like this is one of those where I think both of us. This is one of the beauty of basketball ones where both of us. There's enough nuances there where neither of us are necessarily wrong. It just comes down to our preference for yeah. basketball. But number nine, J.D. Jimmy Butler. That is incorrect. I have him a little higher. Okay, hold on. Now I got to see. We didn't say Yo, Giannis, and B, Kawhi, Steph. This guy plays in the West. Might give it away. We didn't say Steph. We didn't say. (coughs) Hold on. Now you just made me mess up. LeBron. LeBron. Uh, okay. LeBron. Too high, too low, or just right for the second best player of all time? Hmm. I'm fine with it. Ranking him was the hardest spot because LeBron is still elite. Still elite. He's still elite at those things, but he is not, you know, LeBron's defense has taken a huge step off the cliff, even compared to like 2020, you know, where he was in 2020. And then, man, like his shooting has gotten so much better, but like at what? Because he doesn't go down low anymore. Yeah. I, I just don't. If he went, JD, I think his he went the wrong way. He should have been up like by the rim all the time. I don't think the shooting... What do you think? Just real quick. Like, we'll move on to the next guy real quick. But He'll stop more. I, I he, agree. He had, he had the stage where... No, he don't got the footwork of Kobe and Jordan. But to be able to operate in that space, make the right pass, use his strength, I think would be perfect for him. He should have been posting up more. He's not. I think it's going to... Uh, he's going to pass Kareem which is great. It's what he wanted. But 
you know, I don't think this way he's playing is conducive to winning championships, which is also what he wanted. He wanted to pass Mike. He's not going to pass Mike. He's not going to pass Magic or Kobe. So he's not going to pass Steph. (laughs) Steph is probably going to pass him. So let's move on to number eight. Number eight is the guy you mentioned, Jimmy Butler. Is that too high, too low, or just right? Just right. I really liked what he did against Boston. He just like best player that series. Yeah, it was. I mean, that's the reason why he's over Tatum. I don't think it was. I don't like. And that was my thing. People wanted to talk about what Tatum was doing. Jimmy, you can argue Jimmy was like top two best player in the playoffs the time that he was there. It was him and like top two player in the East. It was him and Giannis. I don't. It wasn't close. And Tatum wasn't the best player in a series, maybe in the Brooklyn series, but that was close because KD was being triple teamed the entire time. Like we, we cannot say you know, oh, KD was, KD was trash. You know, he wasn't trash. He was being triple teamed. The Celtics are like an elite defensive team. Yeah, they, they made sure him and Kyrie saw bodies. <laughs> And they were very physical. I said the entire time. So we need to take that with a grain of salt. That doesn't mean Tatum is better than KD. That means he wasn't under the same pressure yeah. as KD. And Jimmy, Jimmy took that physical defense and took it to the plate. And he punched the he punched, he punched the Celtics in the mouth. If yeah. Jimmy, if Jimmy wasn't so tired from not having help in the series, Jimmy knocked down that three. Man. I'm gonna pull out the game log because it's been a while, so I don't, I don't remember the. Yeah, he short he short changed the three, but if you think about it, he was he was exhausted. Lowry was missing games. Bam didn't always show up offensively. Hero was gone. Yeah, you. Hero just got that contract. The, the perks of us recording when we are. So the last two games of that series, forty-seven, nine, and eight. And then 47 or 35 and nine with one assist in game seven because, you know, he had to do it all. I mean, yeah, they weren't knocking those shots down. And his defense was elite. And he's the best, like, he's probably the best person not named MB to get into the foul line. I mean, actually getting fouled. Exactly. He. <laughs> He don't fake none of his fouls. He's he's just that he knows how to draw the contact. And the funniest thing is, me and my pops always say, Jimmy will miss if you don't put body on him. When you contest it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. Well, when you put a body against him, he gets better. It's one of those strange qualities that the great ones have, and he is undoubtedly one of the great ones. Um, number seven. Number seven. I'm going to go ahead and let you t- hear this one, JD. Number seven. I have Luka Doncic. disagree. Okay. Do you disagree with that? Too high, too low, or just right? Too high. No, I'm just playing. That's just right. I feel like... Tell me crazy. I know you've seen some of these lists. Have you seen some of these lists that have had like Luca at like three? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's way too soon. Now, I honestly, 
stopped caring about the list anyway, like a long time ago. But I'm going to be honest. Luka and Jokic is the same player with different bodies and sizes. I mean, with different heights. That that And I think Luka shoot more threes. Outside of that, they virtually the same player. Which is great, but I, I mean, he he right where he belong because the bigger you are, the better you can be in the game like this, which benefits Jokic. So Luca right where he belong because, I mean, you can say that outside of Steph, he's the best guard. I would say that's fair. I mean, I don't have any more other than Steph. I don't have any other guards the rest of the way. So, and Luca, I mean, he took the Mavs to the conference finals. He, which was funny. The one year he didn't see Kawhi, he get to the conference finals. Well, I guess we got us a Luca stopper. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure you noticed I haven't said Kawhi yet. So unlike some other lists. So JD, who do you think I have at number six? Mm. Let me see. KD, Steph, Kawhi, and B, Giannis, Jokic. You know who uh, I have at number six. Just no, just say it. Don't say his name. Oh, no, it's not him. It's the okay. other it's the other one you're going to be mad I have at six. And B? Yep. I knew it. I knew it. I don't know what it is. Okay, first of all, too high, too lower, just right. Come on, just get it out of the way. You know me. I'm going to say too low, but i take it. I mean, six is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but i I take it, man. i take it. Six is like right there, you know? i take it. So, this is my thing with Embiid. First of all, this is like now these are in my opinion this is the top tier like these are the these are the best players on the championship team caliber guys like and luca is like this close i think he needs to get in better shape and he's to play better on defense he's that close though like super duper close and bead for me just I don't know what it I think you could make a case he's number one on this list I think I take the health into account with him I take the defense into account with him which is the same knock why you I don't have Jokic in the top three because a lot of people have Jokic I've seen a lot of lists have Jokic at one or two which is insane um, you comparing Embiid and Jokic's defense? I mean, Embiid is me, better, but give me Embiid ten times out of ten. Of course, but let's not act like they both don't get exploited. Let's Embiid. not act like the center spot. I mean, I don't think it was a coincidence last year. Look at the centers we saw in the Final Four: Bam, Rob Williams, Draymond, and or not even Draymond, Looney and Owen oh, Draymond. <laughs> 
let's just not talk about that. Let's save that for our previews. But that was um that was something. Um I think there's a certain kind of center that can get exploited. And I think that holds these guys back from being considered the best player, fair or unfair, you know, like as great as they are offensively. And I think Jokic's passing for me has always given him the edge. I understand that's probably unfair, but that's just that's how I've seen it. So that's just that is what it is. Two straight guys of JD being mad at me. I'm just gonna rip the band-aid off. Number five, I have Kawhi. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But and listen, listen. I'm not too mad. But it's just a couple things. He would have been higher if he played last year. This is look, look. This is my thing, though. Outside of Katie and Steph, I don't think nobody else has a case. For a top three? Yeah. Over him? I I give the injury. I give you the injury. You don't think Giannis has a case over Kawhi? No. We see what ha- we see what happened when they saw each other in the playoffs. One, one that was got three a, years ago. One got exposed. That was three years ago. I'm sorry. I'm not holding Giannis to the 2019 standard when he has a better jump shot. I'm not doing that. And you, hey, listen. If Milwaukee played the Clippers in the finals, I would pick the Clippers, but not for that reason. I think I, I think Kawhi does the same thing. I think Kawhi does the same thing, but I think Giannis scores thirty points a game. The Clippers can't stop Giannis. No, no, no. The Clippers not, don't have the not thirty a night. Not the Clippers don't. The Clippers don't have the capabilities of guarding Giannis the way the Raptors did. They just don't. Hey, I give him twenty five a night. Twenty. <laughs> Bro, he averaged 35 against the Celtics, and the Celtics have had Al Horford playing the best defense on Giannis anyone's done since Kawhi. And you want to know something? That's not true. That is, who's guarded him better since Kawhi? Who? Bam. That wasn't Bam. That was a three-man trio of Bam, Jimmy, and Jay Crowder. Bam was primary, though. Just because you're... Pri- if Listen... I have a lot more respect for you if you're doing it solo. I'm just saying. Hey. Al Horford did it solo. Great Al, Al, Horford, solo. Al Horford did great. Listen, they did great, but I'm going to be honest. You're holding Giannis to a standard that's Giannis, unfair. Giannis, Giannis was going right over them. He couldn't go over Kawhi because he can't get past Kawhi. It's a difference between how, like, look at how Kawhi guards certain people in the playoffs. Is it look when he guard Luca? He know Luca not going around him. He played Luca a little bit closer. Luca got to get a screen to get a good look. When he played Giannis, Giannis don't dribble the ball. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Like Ben Simmons, he made uncomfortable with dribbling the ball. We also haven't seen Giannis play Kawhi in God knows how long. I mean, we only had three champions. Yeah, I mean, I give you that, but I'm just saying, like you're when I the see- playoffs when the playoffs come, I feel like Kawhi 
turns it into like the best playoff performer. Kawhi, Kawhi and Giannis were the two best players in the 21 playoffs. Do agree or disagree? Agree. Giannis was the best player in the 22 playoffs. Agree or disagree? Uh, that's hard too. It's okay. Giannis and Steph, two best players in the 22 playoffs. Agree or disagree? I don't want to say a straight yes. Well, I, I say yeah, yeah, yeah. My point is, we're, you're talking about Giannis. We're not going to talk about Giannis because I'll just say he's number one. I'll just I'll save that. We already know that. I know he's your number one. We're gonna, we're, which I disagree, but Kawhi, I get, I get all your points. Don't get me wrong, I get all your points. I'm just saying at the same time to not have Kawhi. You know, Kawhi is a much better defender than Jokic. Like, but Ka- forget forget if, forget putting Kawhi above. Kawhi. The only reason I have Kawhi, the only reason I have Jokic over Kawhi is because the injuries. That's it. And he come back better than Jokic still. I he. Did you not? Did we not watch the same guy? I mean, Jokic. This is no disrespect to Kawhi. Kawhi is amazing, but man, Jokic. Hey, listen. When the game, when it matters the most, Kawhi better. I mean. Who, I mean, you bring it back to old playoffs. Hey, let's let's take it there. Kawhi was the best player of that series. Game seven. Same thing with Jimmy. He was gassed and didn't have a team. Let's, I mean, Kawhi. We, I love Kawhi. You know, I love Kawhi. I know you love Kawhi more than me. I know you're the, one of the biggest Kawhi fans out there. I we cannot the we cannot act like Game 7, 2020, was not an objectively horrible game for Kawhi. Just like I'm not going to sit here and act like the 2020 playoffs wasn't he was horrible by, for Giannis. He was by himself. <laughs> he was by himself. I think Kawhi, when he's healthy... Is probably the third best player in the league. What at the moment he did not play a single game last year. I, which, I get, I give you that. I give you that. Andrew, okay, I give you that. Which, when he's back and healthy, if he can. Now, here's the question, JD. Yeah, is, that, is, that, that's a bad is, argument for me because Kawhi have been hurt a full he, season. This I is give an, you that. this is an important question too. He hasn't played since. What was it, June of 2021? Yes, sir. June, I believe, 14. So he's been, he's going to be, what, 32 years old? At some point, all these knee injuries are going to start catching up to him, because especially with how his knees are, Kawhi, just with how his body is built, I'm I'm just concerned about how he's going to fall off, too. I think that's just a question we have to ask ourselves, is like, He's not going to be like as durable as LeBron was even. And LeBron, we've seen the last couple of years, hasn't been super durable. Like yeah. we saw we saw Kobe was one of the most durable superstars ever. And at the end of his career, he couldn't stay healthy. Right. I think it's a fair question to ask. I, I don't think it's crazy to say he might be out of the league in three years. That's not his fault because his body just betrayed him. But I think it's a discussion we need to have because... If he can't play, 
I'll talk about that when that comes. It's I, I just that's the reason why. Jokic, just just move on to number four. You could probably guess my top three in order. I mean, you know my number one. Just KD Steph Giannis. That's you got it. <laughs> Let's just talk about him real quick. Number four, Jokic. I mean, he's the most durable star there is. I mean, there's a reason he won back to back MVPs. Is this isn't a Nash situation? Didn't, didn't deserve it. He, you can make the argument he didn't deserve it, but this isn't Steve Nash. It wasn't Steve Nash. We can you at Giannis. least? Yeah, it wasn't Giannis. And I don't think back to back. I don't think they should be giving out back to back MVPs. I think that's probably bad. And it's like, oh, you don't deserve another MVP ever because you got two in a row. So yeah, have, like. Jokic might kind of like they screw players. It, exactly. Like you have an amazing, you're a two-time MVP, but then you ever take your, like did Tim Duncan ever win another MVP? I think t- they did. I think they might've done the same thing to Tim Duncan when you think about it. <laughs> Cause I, he went back to back. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then he never won another one. So yeah, again. case in point. So, and I honestly on offense, again, on offense, Duncan and Jokic are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Like Jokic is a better jump shooter, but very poised in number control and just in control. Yeah. Never can be spared up. Exactly, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets won sixty games this year. I really wouldn't. My my only my only thing is with Jokic being over Kawhi and then be. His defense is so, so far beneath theirs. But I'll take it, though, because Jokic is an elite, exceptional talent. But that's why I, I brought up the Luka thing. I think they are so close together. I think, and I, I think, tell me if I'm wrong when assuming what you're trying to say. You're saying it can be more damaging that Luka is, you know, Luca's defense isn't as damaging because he's a guard. Center, I think we both agree, is the most important defensive position. Yeah. And they don't really have... Now, I think we're kind of seeing, like, oh, with all these stretch fives, you can play, like, a two-center lineup again or go back to two bigs. Like, with how... Like, with Mobley or with, like, Miles Turner, right? But... Because those guys are playing power forward. Those guys, yeah. like if those guys were drafted on different teams, those guys probably wouldn't be playing power forward. Yeah. But I think that Jokic, I think Jokic is a guy where he's so special on offense, you take the bad with the good because the good is so good. It could, Like they made it to the conference finals. Like, yeah. And I think, yeah, they got destroyed by the Warriors, but it wasn't his fault. <laughs> they were in a lot of those games. And it just was because they got destroyed by the Suns, but it wasn't his fault. They were, it's because the they didn't have another scorer. It's like... Man, he dominated uh, Aiden while being triple team. I'm sorry. I hate that he gets so much credit for that playoffs as if he went against a healthy big man. You really do hate that playoffs. <laughs> you really hate that. You despise that um, 2021 playoffs. I think that might be early. Other than the Clippers, that might be your least favorite playoff season ever. Um, yeah, that in 2013. 
Yeah, I I could see it. 2012 was mine for very obvious reasons. Um, Number three, KD. A lot of people have been dropping him down their lists. Like I saw ESPN had him at like seven or something. As a nine. As a nine. Nah. He can still, like the way he can get buckets. Premier bucket getter in this league. Just offensive juggernaut. He can do everything. He's the best scorer in the league, bar none. He is telling you, best scorer I've ever seen with that height and just pure skill. He. So, okay. I suppose we, we haven't done it the last couple because. Jokic, was that too high or was that just right? Like, too half because of the previous two. But if it wasn't for the previous, he belonged in there. Okay. So it's the right range, just not where you'd have. Yeah. Katie, just right? Right range. Okay. I think him and Kawhi always a toss up. You know, it's been pr- plenty of times I say one A, one B. It depends on what you prefer. I mean, I think I'd per- like if Kawhi was healthy, I'd have him over Katie, but he's not. So yeah, teachers on this fine. That's and then Steph Cur- Steph Curry, too high, too low, just right. Too low. Should be one. Why not? Okay. So let's let's just go back, shall we? Let's go back to the playoffs. Let's go back to the Boston Celtics versus the Milwaukee Bucks, shall we? Hey, listen. It's the same team Giannis lost to. Steph B. Okay. That's fine. Shall I remind you what Mr. Atenacumpo did? Yeah, besides lose. Without his second best player. I know you're going to say without Chris Middleton. Okay. Steph Curry didn't make the playoffs last year. I still had him in the top three. Okay. I had KD1 last year. KD1. Look at what KD did with the Kyrie and James Harden. Okay. You could do the same thing. Steph is Steph like no, he can't. Steph like six three. Steph, he, he's limited in what he's able to do, and he, but yet his team is always in the game. Well, this is this is why I prefer Giannis over Steph. Seven games, thirty four points a game, fifteen rebounds, seven assists, a block, and a steal. Amazing. He got to the foul line seventy four times. Only made 67% of them, but when you're getting fouled, what? That's only 10 times a game, which is actually lower than I thought. But that's still a lot. Still a lot. And if you want, I give it to him. So what? I got to go with Chef. He beat the team that beat him. And just, the same team that beat KD. I don't operate it. under the like presumption that like... So what, did you have Giannis as the best player coming out of the 21 playoffs? Yeah. Fight. <laughs> it was a difference. It's a big difference. What's the me. difference? 
But I think when you think about it, Steph, outside of Wiggins, did anybody sniff 20 that series for the Warriors? Okay, we can look it up. So let's see. Like, I don't think nobody else was close to average at 20. And. Well, so, okay. So let me. Do you want to know who was the next leading score? Like, what's Steph average? Well, so Drew averaged 21. And then the next leading score after that was Pat Connaughton at 10.3. Okay. No, I'm saying, I'm saying. I know uh, for the finals, but I think it's important because we're having this, we're having a debate, right? And we're bringing up teammates. Yeah, come on. Okay. So for the Warriors, <laughs> um, he had Wiggins at 18. He also had Clay at 17, Poole at 13. So you see off the bat, he had like way more teammates scoring. Yeah, but what did Steph average? 31. Okay, so four point difference. Hey, give me give me the chef, man, because look, another thing is Milwaukee lost that game seven where? Milwaukee lost that game seven with the coaching. I'm saying, where did they lose that though? What what where was they at? They were in Boston. And did you see what Steph did to Boston and Boston? Okay, that was a little different. Twice, lost, twice that series. They lost Game Seven. The Bucks did because they decided they were going to give Grant Williams. They were going to let him have shooting practice in the middle of Game Seven. Hey, and guess what? Steph had shooting practice too. <laughs> Steph is an all-time great player. I will take... Hey, I'm just saying, the way he lined Boston up without having to go to the hole and dominate the way Giannis can is a little bit more impressive to me. You don't think it's impressive that Giannis can get to the basket whenever he wants, however much he wants? He's 7-1 and stronger than everybody. So? So is Chris Porzingis. Chris Porzingis no, no. can't do shit. Porzingis, Porzingis is weak. I watched Kawhi and Paul George stop him from stepping in front of the three uh inside of the arc. I'm not I'm not bringing up Porzingis if I'm bringing up strength and Giannis. My point is, Giannis is a freak of nature, right? He is. Steph, Steph is a freak of skill. <laughs> Who also? I'm gonna value that skill over the athleticism and build any day. Giannis has but I'm not I'm not mad that you have Giannis at one. Let me say that. I can see why the numbers back it up. But I'm more than just numbers. I don't hate Steph like I don't hate a person having Steph at one. But th- here's here's my thing, okay? I think it's a little reductive to say that Giannis doesn't have skill. We saw him flash that turnaround jumper. That jumper is a lot better. It's a lot better, but when you depend on him doing, I I take Steph making a half court three a night before I depend on Giannis jumper right now. I'll take it, man. No, I would take him from the elbow, like Giannis from the elbow. Giannis from the elbow, much better. I'm not arguing that, but I'm not finna put because he developed that. Into the same skill conversation as Stephen Curry. But here's like you give that guy with that level of brute force, you know, 
a skill, right? Should have beat Boston. He almost did beat Boston. Did he? Who was closer? Him versus Boston or KD versus the Bucks? KD was. But all right, all right, all right. Well, let's help. I'm. I mean, well, hey, hey. Steve Nash is a worse coach, and KD dominated with 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 Harden on zero legs, Kyrie <laughs> gone. Period, and he came within one shot. Giannis. Well, his second best player gone. Lost. So, okay. Let me tell you what Steph did, though. Steph said, okay, this the team that took out both of the last two playoffs, top two performers. I'm going to get them some. He went out there and the way he treated Boston. Hey, look. You know how they was throwing all these different defenders at Steph. It reminded me of 2015 when they threw Deliver Dover, J.I. Smith, Jumper at Steph. And Steph literally said, okay, I'm a feast. That's what I thought about. But it was better defenders on And then for Steph to go to Boston and make the statement games he made in the games he made. I think I, I take those as probably the best performances versus Boston in Boston this entire playoffs. Even better even better than when Jimmy went and gave them, I think, 40. Here here's my question. Okay. Is this this is just a this is my last question, and then I think we're gonna close because what you're saying about Steph is more than fair. I just, you know, I prefer like preference preference for Giannis's size. What would Giannis have to do to make you say this is the best player in the world? Like what just out of my sheer curiosity, what would he have to do? Um I think the numbers Young is going to get his numbers, right? You know, there's certain players in this league that just get their numbers. Like, when you're that great, you get the, your numbers. Like, his off night, he can still give you that 27, 28 to 30 and yeah, 12. That's what he did in game seven yeah. against Boston. Yeah. And Bede is another one of those guys. Jokic. Um, like, you know what I'm saying? They seven-footers that can just do that. Then you got KD, Kawhi. Steph, um, Ja, uh, you know, guys of that nature that they just going to get theirs regardless too, right? So then I take it to account. The efficiency. I take in, did they win? I take in the importance of what they did when it mattered most. That's why when Giannis put out um, Phoenix, I said Giannis probably had the best game of his career because he didn't miss a free throw. That was the most impressive game that playoffs to me. And you know how I was raving about what KD did versus uh, Milwaukee. But the way Giannis played, if Giannis kept that kind of focus and efficiency like he did then, 
I'll say it. Like every playoff series, I think he just knows I can do this. I don't think sometimes he just like I'm gonna take it from him. I think he like I'm gonna I'm gonna force my will. I think Giannis is a he's a killer that only knows I'm going to kill. He's not a methodical killer. Makes sense. All right. Well, real quick, if you had to do a top five on the spot. Just based on what you're saying, tell me if I'm wrong here. You'd have Steph one, Kate or Kawhi two, or um, Katie Kawhi two three, whatever. No, not right now. Not right now. Giannis two. Giannis two. Okay, fair. So then one of uh, those guys three four. Embiid five. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we well we weren't too far off then because we have basically <laughs> we have really similar top whatever's that was a, you know what that debate we just had was really fun is the reason why i wanted to do it this way next year i'm gonna think we're gonna have you make maybe not a whole top 100 because it's hard i'm gonna do my top 10 like like i did before and then you'll still roast my top 100 but i think we'll do i, I like the way we did it this year jd um this yeah, will be current so, so i gotta do plugs um, make sure you check out the stuff on the Running Hook Podcast Network. This is the last top 100 pod. We got playoff. We got season previews. JD, we are recording this on October 7th. This is going to come out on October 10th. That is eight days before the NBA regular season. My brother, are you excited for the for the regular season? Excited wouldn't explain it. I am very. I'm. I'm anxious. I. I get anxiety. Knowing the days getting closer. Well, thankfully, we're gonna sit, like we'll talk about what we're gonna do for the regular season. But we um, we'll work something out. You know, we'll we'll do great. You know, regular season will be fun. I can't wait to dive into all these fun NBA teams. It's gonna be a, this is gonna be a great NBA season. No more COVID breakouts. I hope. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> we'll do previews for you. Make sure you check out Lynn Sanity. Caleb had a great monologue. Um, make sure you check out our off-season pods. Last week was an all-off-season week. I dropped my NBA Mount Rushmore's I saved with Zach Griffith. And I dropped the 2016 redraft I did with Dylan Hughes. Um, those are both great times. JD, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, of course, my guy. Appreciate it. And thank you all so much for listening. 